Hello one, hello all, and welcome to Han Talks First. This is the podcast you're looking for. It's a Star Wars podcast where we talk about the latest and greatest going on in Star Wars. I got my new Baby Yoda shirt on, and we are ready to roll today. We got a great show planned for you. You know, we're obviously talking about the rumor of Han Solo, Harrison Ford making a return to Star Wars. And we're also going over a couple other things too, such as Star Wars Replay, there's a new leadership regime at Disney going on that will affect Star Wars. We're talking about the Acolyte. We're talking about Star Wars Eclipse, Star Wars Hotel, and so much more. So thank you for joining us today, and let's get started. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first. It has been a crazy week. I just got back in town. I was visiting some family. And I saw a couple of great movies, uh, did a couple of cool things, you know, kind of just getting ready for Christmas. Can't wait for it to happen. Um, but a lot of good things are happening. I hope you guys are doing well on this Sunday and I hope you're off to a good week. I uh, just want to kind of preface you guys for the future of the show in a couple weeks, obviously in two weeks, uh, Book of Boba Fett comes out and we are going to obviously be covering it here on Han Talks first and it will affect the release date of the show so normally we do it obviously on Sundays live at 12 and then up on the audio platforms around 1 2 p.m but since the book of Boba Fett will be coming out on Wednesdays we're going to be moving the show to Wednesdays as well uh, it could even be Tuesday night depending on how hectic my my schedule is going to be but yeah december 29th the book of boba fett comes out and obviously that means at 12 a.m so for some of you you might watch it on tuesday around 9 p.m but i'm looking forward to it i can't wait uh you know i was a little hesitant at first but they're not really showing us anything which makes me even more excited because i don't know what is coming but it's going to be fantastic so that's a little you know informative plug on how you can expect to see the show in the future but don't worry next week we will be on sunday at 12 p.m just talking about whatever is going on in this world and um yeah so there's that now i saw we have two shows planned for today so if you're watching this live uh later today at 2 30 p.m we will be having a spider-man spoiler review with me and my girlfriend and uh, Zach, who has been on the show before. And we're going to be talking about No Way Home. I've seen it twice. The movie's incredible. I'm not going to spoil anything here, so don't worry. Um, but if you want to hear my thoughts, if you want to talk with us about it at 2.30 today, that's we'll be, we'll be doing the Spider-Man review for No Way Home. Uh, come by and join us. It's going to be a great talk. we got a good panel and a lot of great things to talk about. So again, that's today at 2.30 p.m. You get two episodes of Han Talks first today. But this time is strictly for Star Wars talk. So, like I said, it's episode 164. And before I get into it, I also want to share with you guys, you know, I've also been playing Halo a lot. Uh, I'm a huge Halo fan. Halo Infinite obviously just came out, the campaign, and I can't get away from it. I think it's fantastic. And uh, it's just... It's, it's great. It's good to play Halo again in like seven years. And if anyone wants to kind of get a feel of my thoughts on Halo, I did a reaction video that you can find on the YouTube page. I think it's linked down below in the description. But um, 
that video is doing surprisingly well. It's got like almost 400 views, which is crazy for, for my size of a channel. So yeah, if you guys want to hear my thoughts on it, go over there and check out that video. I'm probably going to start doing more Halo content, obviously because the show is coming up and I love Halo. The last thing I wanted to mention here before we get into the Star Wars talk is some pretty big news that I wasn't uh, allowed to share up until this point. And that is, you all know I'm a musician and we played a show in August and I shared a clip from it a couple weeks ago, maybe a couple months ago of a clip from that show. And it was our first show since the pandemic, since the lockdown. So it'd been over a year and we played our hearts out and there was a good crowd and there was actually a scout there for another venue here in Los Angeles. They heard us play. They reached out to us on email and said, hey, we want to book you a headliner at the Whiskey A Go-Go. And at the time, we thought it was kind of fake or they were lying or someone was playing a prank on us, but it turned out to be real. And January 8th, next month, in the new year, we get to play a headliner show at Whiskey A Go-Go. If you're watching the video, here's a flyer of that here. But yeah, my group's name is Aisa. I obviously am a songwriter and guitar player and uh, performer as well. And it's just a dream come true. I, I can't wait for this. So if any of you are in L.A. and you want to come watch a, a music show featuring me, <laughs> uh, reach out to me and I'll, I'll see about uh, sending you a, a link for tickets and stuff. But that's the, that's it. That's the last uh, shameless plug from me of things that aren't Star Wars. So let's now move into the Star Wars talk, because there's a, there's a couple of great things to talk about today. And um, there's no main topic because I wanted to spend some time talking about the news and some some unfortunately some controversy that's going around right now. So let's start off with a positive note and get into our first segment of the show. Star Wars Replay. Star Wars Replay is where we replay major moments and events that happened this week in Star Wars history. And this week, back in 1948, Samuel L. Jackson, who plays my favorite Star Wars character, Mace Windu, is born. In 1977, Mark Hamill appeared in the Bob Hope Christmas special. In 1997, the first Star Wars webcomic called Crimson Empire was released on StarWars.com. In 2019, The Rise of Skywalker was released to theaters. And finally, in 2015, The Art of the Force Awakens was released in the U.S., that's it for Star Wars Replay. Tune in next week to find out what major moments and events happened next week in Star Wars history. Happy birthday, Sam Jackson. Someone I never knew I needed in Star Wars, but so glad he's there. So yeah, that was Star Wars Replay. Um, kind of segueing into some news and stuff like that. I, I've kind of wanted to touch on the leadership at Disney again, because I'm a huge fan of Bob Iger, the now chairman, the previous CEO and chairman of Disney Company, and pretty much responsible for us getting Star Wars today, like new modern day Star Wars by modern filmmakers and extending the story from the original trilogy and the prequels, etc. And unfortunately, he's reaching the end of his tenure at Disney. He is retiring at the end of this year. And starting January, he has announced a new successor, someone that will carry on his legacy as chairman of the board. Now, I'm not talking about Bob Chapek, Robert Chapstick. No, I'm not a fan of that guy. We've, we've done videos on it before. I'm not going to get into it. 
But as far as chairman of the board goes, he has announced that Susan Arnold will be replacing him and going forward. If you're watching the video, it kind of looks like the picture matches up with my shirt. And it looks like I have Susan Arnold's arms. (laughs) I am so easily amused by this. Hi, I'm Susan Arnold. How y'all doing? Okay, I'm going to take that off before I get too carried away. (laughs) Um, Anyway, why is this important? Well, Susan Arnold has, is, is a very successful uh, executive and uh, board member. She, she used to be the director for McDonald's for like eight years and led them through many great feats. But now she is going to come and take over Disney. And I think this is actually good news for not just the overall umbrella company, but for Star Wars, too, and Marvel and Pixar, all that kind of stuff. Um, fun fact, she's actually the first ever woman appointed as chairman of the Walt Disney Company. And on top of that, she's also the first LGBT member to be appointed to a high position at Disney. She is a she is lesbian. And so two two great additions there, uh becoming the first of, of hopefully many more in the future. But this is great. And what does this mean for Star Wars? Well, we've seen in the past the overall direction and leadership for star wars has ultimately been by bob Iger, by robert Iger. you know obviously he's the one who convinced george lucas to sell it he's the one that hired jj abrams to come in and make force awakens and then he kind of stepped back after the force awakens because you know he wanted to spend his time on that because it was such a huge investment and they needed to make their money back and boy did they make their money back and then after that he went on and made other acquisitions such as the fox merger with disney and things like that but now that this new person is taking over his spot, I think it's going to bring in a honored legacy carrying out what Bob Iger originally started with Star Wars. I don't really know how to express that any more than just saying that, but he, he picked Susan Arnold, handpicked her specifically for this role. They say he picked Bob Chapek for the uh, CEO position, but I don't really believe that's to be true. And if it was true, he didn't know what he was getting into, and he failed his succession plan. But I think this is great news. She has expressed that she is a Star Wars fan. There's a great article on the new transition that's going to happen in the new year. I think it's Wall Street Journal. It could have been Deadline, but go check that out. It talks about her you know, her experience and her past and stuff like that. And I think this is actually good news. So what do you guys think about new board director... And chairman of the Walt Disney Company coming in January. Could we see effects immediately? And uh, what do you think about this news? So yeah, Susan, Susan Arnold, congratulations. Happy to have you there. So moving into actual actual Star Wars um, uh, dis- discipline. Uh, I want to spend some time and talk about the Acolyte Show. And don't worry, I'm going to address some of you people in the, the chat. I haven't looked at it yet, but I see the notifications are coming in. I uh, just want to get the ball rolling here. So Acolyte has been having an interesting behind the scenes uh, development. You know, we, we've talked about the show a lot. We, I, I'm obviously excited for the show. I, I think it's going to be great, especially getting a Sith perspective on things. And now we've actually learned a little bit more about the show. We've learned more about the story. We've learned more about the casting but we've also learned more about if and when the show will actually happen. So first off, let's talk about the working title for the show. 
uh, working title is is obviously something that they they put on a show that is either to keep it hidden from audiences so they don't know what they're working on, or just a code name to make it simpler and easy to understand amongst all fronts. So the Acolyte is actually uh, we found out it's its production name and the working title for the show is called paradox so this is interesting because this can kind of allude to some things that we might see in this show so a paradox you know i i'm not i don't really understand a full definition of what a paradox is but it's often about ironies in life or um uh, contradictory situations uh, based off statements and why this is interesting comparing to the acolyte is it, i think it can tell us something about the show as far as you know this can possibly allude to a character or multiple characters struggling between light side tendencies and dark side aspirations very similar to kylo ren and uh, what i mean by that is you know kylo ren was a he wanted to be a dark side user. He he embraced it, unlike other characters in the past. And also, unlike other characters in the past, he is pulled towards the light rather than being pulled towards the dark. Where most Jedi and characters embrace the light but are, are tempted by the dark, Kylo Ren is the opposite. And I think we could see something like that in the Acolyte, especially with the working title called Paradox. Um, but of course, that's just my theory and stuff. Now, I am going to talk about a... A, you know, a leak. It's not spoiler. It, it's it's really not. So don't worry about getting it ruined for you. And of course, it's it's all rumor. This isn't verified by Disney or Lucasfilm or the casting or anyone involved. But this is a rumor that is going on with the show. And one of the leaks that recently came out is that we have a name for the lead character. Now we do we did know for a long time for about a year that this show is going to be female-led uh that's that's no that's no (laughs) surprise um but we found out the name for this character and it was actually pronounced that it would be a protagonist which is interesting so again going back to that paradoxal idea and the character name is supposedly ara 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 i'm not sure what the correct pronunciation of that is but ara is going to be the lead character in Star Wars The Acolyte. And along with that, we got a bit more of a description of what Ara's journey will be in this show. And in this leak, it pretty much said, Ara will seek to be a successful Sith without falling into temptation. It's a mystery thriller that will take viewers into a galaxy of shadowy secrets and emerging dark side powers in the final days of the High Republic. Now, that description is accurate that one is verified by disney themselves that is from star wars website so that description of what the show will be is is very much true as far as the main character's name that's the only thing that is in question right now but i i think this is accurate the i forget the news uh trade that that broke this i think it was a giant freaking robot who i'm not familiar with but apparently they've been true in the past so that is interesting and along with that Yes, we have a name of the lead character, but we also have confirmation of who that lead character will be played by. And it is none other than Amanda Steinberg. Now, if you don't know who Amanda Steinberg is, don't worry. 
I didn't know either. But she has a very interesting and very fantastic story in her history in Hollywood so far. She's got a great, uh, she has a great tale behind the scenes. But anyway, this was broken by Variety and Deadline and confirmed by Deadline that they've spoken with people and they have confirmation that Amanda Steinberg will be the lead character, Ara, in The Acolyte. Now, she is mostly known for her role in, I think it's Hulu or, you know, it's HBO, The Hate You Give. It's a miniseries, I think. And it was it, it won a bunch of awards. And what I say about her, her interesting story in Hollywood is that she made that show on her own. She got tired of trying to find roles in, in movies and it didn't work and no one would take her seriously. She wanted to be a writer, but no one would give her a chance. So she just decided, you know what? I'm just going to go ahead and do something. And she did The Hate You Give. And then it got picked up by HBO and it became a huge hit. Maybe not huge, but it was a big hit for some people and critics. It performed well. It got a bunch of awards. And now she is hot in this town. And so... I think this is good. I, of course, I haven't seen anything by her, but people praise her work and her acting. So I am looking forward to this. And if I'm not mistaken, Amanda is, she prefers to be a writer first before an actor. So maybe she might have some contributions to the script for The Acolyte. So this is conf- confirmed and this is great news. So what do you guys think about this news? about Amanda joining the Acolyte TV series. Before we move on, there is one thing I want to mention about her involvement in the show. And this will bring up the question, will this show actually get made? So in the article on Variety, it is said that Amanda Steinberg is going to play the role, but it was phrased in a way as if she's in a if-when contract, which is very interesting. And an if-when contract basically states that you don't get paid until the cameras roll or it airs on TV. Now, an if-when contract is often slated towards actors or writers or directors because of the chance that this show might not actually happen. And this raises the question, will the acolyte actually come to fruition? We did mention couple months ago that we know when it is starting shooting obviously next year expected expected for a 2023 release but the fact that some of the cast is getting an if when deal is very interesting now what i'm going to say next is a little bit uh conspiratorial but the timing of her announcement is interesting coinciding with the fact that this show may possibly not even premiere And it could be leverage to kind of get the people hyped, to get the audience excited, to identify with a cast member and try and persuade Disney to continue with this this franchise. And what I mean by that is, you know, uh, Amanda is also a member of the LGBTQI plus community and having representation in your lead role brings in more demographic and it 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 panders in a in a in a, not a negative way it panders to a a certain audience and it gets people excited and of course representation so that could be leveraged to try and continue on with the show the show could be phenomenal the scripts could be fantastic but there is still a chance the show could not happen look at rangers of the new republic that's not happening 
you know, it, it doesn't matter how good the scripts are or how much they've already worked on it. Money is still a factor and they have to budget accordingly. I think the show is still going to happen, but the facts are interesting that they're not paying their people until it actually airs. So it, we'll just have to wait and see and hear more information. If they start shooting next year, that gives us a little bit more confirmation that the show will come out. But again, we shouldn't get too prepared for it. I'm still excited. Don't, don't misquote me here. Uh, this show is going to be great. I cannot wait. I would love to see the light side tendencies going up against dark side aspirations. Again, that's my theory on what this show is going to be about. I would love to see more of the Kylo Ren character arc in this. And it could lead into tons of other things like Darth Plagueis. And hey, hell, we're in the High Republic era, right? So it could even have High Republic characters like Darth Revan, or at least references to them. And I think this could be great. Maybe even Sifo Diaz. Maybe that's a little too far in the future. But anyway, what do you guys think about this? Are you excited for Acolyte? What do you think about the casting? Let me know in the comments. And uh, I will I will reach out to you and we'll talk about it. So I'm going to address some people in the chat here because I see we have some people joining us live. So hello to Rural Farm Boy. Hello to Robin McFly. Hello to Anthony YouTube fan. Uh, nice to see you all joining us live here today. And uh, to all of you on Twitch, I can't see your names, but hello. <laughs> nice to see you there. Um, let's see what you guys have to say here. Uh, Rural Farm Boy says a new spot dropped today, I assume for Book of Boba Fett. So I'm actually going to do a, a reaction, a trailer reaction or a TV spot reaction, whatever, um, because I have avoided everything that's been coming out for the past month. I watched the initial trailer, but I haven't seen anything else after that. And I had people request me to do a reaction for that. So I will, I'll probably be reviewing that, but I have not seen it yet, Farm Boy. Uh, uh, yes, good to see you, Robin. Anthony, YouTube fan, I think this is uh, your first time joining us live. Welcome. He says, I didn't know that today was Mason Windu's birthday. Well, not not today, um, but it is this week. I, I forgot the specific day, but when we do Star Wars replay, we talk about this whole week, Sunday through Saturday in Star Wars history. Um, it, it could have been today. I, I, I'm, I can't remember. <laughs> I, I make the Star Wars replays a week in advance, so I kind of forget the specific details. But yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, it's worth knowing that the name, if it's spelled this way, Ara is like a figure eight. It's spelled backwards and forwards the same way. There's no wrong way to spell it. That's, that is very interesting. Um, the leak that we have, it's spelled A-U-R-A. So Ara, but not to be confused with Aura, Aura, who is also a Star Wars character. I believe a Mandalorian bounty hunter from the earlier days of the novels, I think, or comics, one of those two. And uh, Anthony also says, I wonder if this scenario is a product of Kathleen Kennedy publicly greenlighting the project and Headland when Disney Brass had not necessarily okayed the movie. Kennedy went rogue, supposedly. I can see that. I totally can see that. And, you know, if you want to hear more of my thoughts on that, I did a video called Rogue Squadron Cancelled a Star Wars Story. And it's linked down below. I think it's linked as Lucasfilm needs a drastic change in leadership. Check that out. I go into, I go into heavy detail about that specific question you, you brought up and tons of other examples too. Um, but it could, it could possibly be. I mean, 
the the announcement for Star Wars on the Investors Day last year, which was a little over a year ago today, all of those announcements were very brash, as I think you were trying to say in your statement. All of them were rushed all, because they needed content to share to people to poise stock in in uh, their investors. And I think they took pretty much any idea that they had been mentioned in the Lucasfilm walls, slapped a logo together and threw it on this huge board to show to the investors. And which is why things like Rangers of the New Republic... Why they? Why John Favreau said there was never any movement on that? We never, haven't even started writing it yet. It was just a concept. So, yeah, that could have been the same exact thing with the acolyte. And, but to be honest with you, I'm I'm really not sure about the behind the scenes of that. I would love to read like a book or something about it. But, yeah. So I'm gonna I'm gonna move on here. You guys continue to say, uh, you know, talk to each other in the chat. I'll I'll address you guys in a little bit. But I want to move into talking about controversy what is star wars without <sighs> controversy unfortunately it happens a lot <laughs> even back way back in the, in the early days you know in the 90s you know who shot first han shot first han talks first um things like that and and tons of others you know ray's a mary sue but actually behind the scenes stuff talking about development of projects of course we're going to be talking about star wars eclipse now if you guys have not seen my reaction to star wars eclipse i just posted the video on spotify that's right spotify is doing video now so or at least now i can do video on spotify um so if you are interested in watching the show on a platform that's not youtube you can now watch it on spotify um which, by the way, you should totally subscribe to and uh, rate and review because you can also rate and review podcasts on Spotify now. Maybe not review, but you can rate podcasts. So please, I should have mentioned this earlier. Guys, if you if you listen to the show on Spotify, please rate it. Uh, we have two ratings so far because they, I just got it on there. Um, but it would mean so much. It helps so much. Um Give it whatever stars you want. I don't care if it's one, but please go and, and rate uh, the podcast. It, it, it helps so much, and I, I appreciate it too. And also, if you're joining us on YouTube, just subscribe and uh, like the video. It's right right there. Just like it uh, or dislike it. But apparently, you can't see dislikes anymore, but we're not going to get into all that. So, <laughs> um, Star Wars Eclipse. So, yes, I, I did a reaction. You can watch it on the channel. I was excited about it. And of course, I never, I didn't know anything about this game. I didn't know it was being made. I didn't know who was making it, etc. I heard rumors about the company that was making it, and I was just surprised and I was blown away by the graphics. And I, I couldn't wait for it. Well, now there is some controversy going on about the developers of the game, which is unfortunate. And it, it really, it really disappointed me hearing some of this stuff. And I'm, I'm gonna, we're gonna talk about it today. Now, if you want to read. The article which is co- this is coming from, uh, it's gizmodo.com, I think. And uh, there's an article there about why fans are upset about Quantic Dream making Star Wars Eclipse. And uh, we're going to get into it. So Quantum Dream is the company that's making this game. Uh, it's one of the first games to come out that is not done by EA Games. And uh, 
it looked really good. But now there's some controversy. And they've been embroiled in controversies for a couple of years. It's not anything new. You know, they have been accused of violation of labor laws, of toxic work environments, and also the big one, provocative harassment towards its employees. And, you know, this is something that is not just subject to Quantic Dream. The game industry as a whole has, on a considerable scale, had many issues with perpetuation cultures that for that that fostered sexism or racism or uh, homophobia or or any kind of those attitudes and they've long fought with the nature of labor issues as well and they've actually been to court uh several times in the past year about this and unfortunately it's getting towards the surface of everything and basically some of the big ones here are about the I think he's the director or one of the founders of Quantic Dream. His name's David Cage. And some of the comments he has said in the past have have really offended people and hurt some people, especially people who have been fans of the Quantic Dream games. Now, I, I'm not going to read the comments. You can read them for yourself. They're actually they're pretty bad, but basically to generalize it saying that, you know, women can't the women in our games aren't aren't respected. Uh, we don't make games for women. We don't make games for for gay people. But using using very uh, offensive vernacular other than gay people and women, and also saying that you know, uh, in in the one space there is a lack of tits, and that's I think it's a game he's mentioning. But oh, big stuff. And you know, a lot of this is shocks me because. What? First of all, how did they get the license to make a Star Wars game? How did Lucasfilm approve this? How did Disney approve this? Uh, it's it's mind blowing. It, it really hurts to hear this information. And yes, when I originally did my reaction video, I didn't know any of this. I had no idea. I learned about it through my girlfriend, and she kind of informed me. And then I did my own research, and I was I just got really saddened by it. But how did Lucasfilm approve? this happening now a lot of people have questioned the involvement of david cage but he actually went on twitter and said that i'm really happy to announce this new game star wars eclipse and it's a great story blah blah blah. it's still unclear what his involvement is in the game but clearly he's still at quantic dream clearly he's still making games and involved in some fashion and why i'm confused with why lucasfilm did this i mean they in the past they have been very very supportive of different communities, different cultures and, and people and are trying to bring that more into their their canon and their, uh, their behind-the-scenes stuff, their creative uh, forces. They're trying to implement to all uh, demographics. And did they not see this coming? How, how? I mean, I know they were really eager for other game studios to make Star Wars games other than EA because EA was borderline ruining it, right? And we we used to get star Wars games like five times a year or four times a year. Maybe that was a little hyperbolic, but, and now it seems like we're getting back into that. And I feel like they just took the offers as they came in and didn't do their proper research because with the backlash it's receiving now, I don't think this game can perform well. I really don't. And it's kind of sad because it looks great. And I'm sure there's plenty of people involved that are good people or diverse people, but 
constantly we hear people speak out about them who have been involved, have been there and talk about how toxic, toxic the work environment is. They talk about the what is called a, a crunch, uh, a, a uh, what do they call it? A coworker crunch or something like that, where they, they're forced to work overtime hours, not get paid for it and, you know, work really fast on these games and just not, you know, get overworked and labor law issues, things like that. It's, it's sad to hear, you know, because if we go out and buy this game, it's kind of like we're supporting that in some, in some way. And I want to play this game. It looks cool. I, I don't know anything about it, but it's, it's things like this. That's just like, how did this, how did this get past the uh, Lucasfilm screening? uh for for the for the game makers it, it's it's kind of crazy now there might have been more information that has come out since i've done my research but as of right now i have not and lucasfilm and disney have not said anything about this controversy at this time maybe they will um but i think a lot of people would like to see david cage removed not just from the star wars game from from quantic dream in general and to be honest with you it, it could be too late because they're already the game's pretty much already made right we got it we got a we got a cinematic cut of it and you know they're probably still working on it we can probably expect it in 2023 maybe i forgot what the trailer said maybe it said 2022 i don't know but it's it would be a huge waste of money because it's not like they just decided to make a game yesterday and put a trailer out this trailer means that they've been working on this game for three four years no no three maybe two and a half I forgot when that uh, transition happened, but what do you guys think? It's a little disappointing, I know, but you know, can this affect the game? Do you think we can still have high hopes? What do you think will happen with it? I would love to know your thoughts. Um, put it in the comment section down below, and uh, we'll see what happens. It's kind of disappointing. You know, I was really excited about some of the cinematic shots, and uh, not a fan of High Republic. It's unfair of me to say that because I haven't read everything, but. Uh, I, I was curious. I was curious about this game, and uh, it looked really cool. So it's a shame. Let me know your thoughts. Okay, so let's talk about one more controversy before we talk about Mr. Ford. And uh, <laughs> we're, of course, talking again about the Star Wars Hotel. Oh, my gosh. The Star Wars Hotel. So <clears throat> I did a whole video a couple weeks ago about... <sighs> how bad this hotel looks. I've done several videos on how bad this hotel looks. And it pains me to say that because this could have been great. <laughs> this could have been amazing. And it's just getting tons of backlash. Tons of backlash. Like two weeks ago, they released this uh, this promo video. And I don't have footage of it here. I don't have a photo, but I did watch it. Me and my girlfriend watched it. And it just it looked really bad. People were comparing it to Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> Some people said it looked like a a TikTok fan film just for likes and clicks or something. It it looked bad. It 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 did not look like Star Wars, just to say the least. Um but anyway, let's talk about this hotel. So it had its press opening about two weeks ago, and we got a bunch of featurettes from it. We we learned about the lightsaber training dojo. We learned about the this new the new singer. I forgot what her name was, and uh we learned uh we saw some footage from inside and stuff like that. If you haven't seen it, well, you're probably not going to because they removed all the footage, but we'll get into that. But when they had the press opening, it was met with a lot of criticism from the press, from the people that go there for free, 
and get to experience it for free and are paid to write a review on it. Uh, it was met with a lot of criticism, which is kind of shocking because usually positive things come out of press releases and press screenings. But this just shows how bad this could potentially be. So they actually put up promo videos from the press release day and they shared with the public some of the stuff that happens. But that was also shared with much criticism from Twitter, from YouTube, from everywhere. People were talking about what is this? What is this Star Wars hotel? And I, I know, guys, I know you're tired of hearing me talk about the Star Wars hotel. Trust me, I'm tired of talking about it. But it's a big topic right now. And this is actually really important because all of this stuff is leading into drastic changes to the hotel. Drastic changes. So obviously the promo video came out. It was met with a bunch of criticism and backlash. They removed it. It was They were embarrassed. And it wasn't just that they were embarrassed. That promo video was actually legitimately losing them money. Because we talked about, I think it was two weeks ago, how it had sold out for the first couple of months in 2022. Sold out. All the tickets were bought up until June or July. I can't remember. But around that time. And then now, once that promo video came out and people who had already bought their tickets saw what this was actually going to be like, they started canceling their tickets before the 90-day deadline came in. So people saw this video. They saw the reactions. They saw the press, all these people talking about it. And they were like, you know what? Maybe I don't want to go to this. And a very significant handful of people canceled their tickets before the 90-day deadline. And you know Disney does not do refunds on tickets lightly. So that was, that was concerning to Disney. So they removed it to avoid other people seeing the video and might potentially canceling their tickets as well. And of course, we've talked about the price. The price is astronomical. It's insane. So that's also one you know, contributing factor as to why maybe some people also decided, hey, it doesn't look right. It's a bunch of money. I'll wait and see from the general public. But the promo video alone, just it just showed that there was seemingly lack of care to the detail of Star Wars. And in addition to that, this ridiculous price tag. And now they are also reportedly rethinking their launch. A bunch of opening spots for the hotel have opened up for April and March and June. And like I said, reservations for the hotel did book quickly. But now that the 90-day deadline cancel approaches, more and more spots open up for those months. This is bad news for Disney. You know, this is the most ambitious hotel ever of all time. It kind of reminds me of this hotel theme uh, magic place. It was called Magic Quest, I think. I forget where it is, but it's this um, it's this really fun hotel that's very interactive. It's a you go into like this huge castle. You're given a wand when you arrive and check in, and you can go around the hotel and interact with things there. And they can like throw your wand at it, and it'll it'll do stuff. But that reminds me a lot of what this hotel could be. It's very it's very ambitious. It's supposed to be interactive and fun. But most importantly, it's supposed to be Star Wars. And a lot of people aren't identifying with it as Star Wars at this time. And it's so much so that they're questioning their launch, that they're removing promotional videos, 
that they are actually thinking about shutting it down a little bit more and revamping everything and kind of redoing what they had already done. It's just it just seems like they like I like I said, uh, lack of care to the detail or appreciation for the the brand. I could it could be they just wanted to try something new. They wanted something in another part of the galaxy we'd never seen before, which makes sense. I would that's that's cool. It's a good idea, but there has to be elements of Star Wars. And so far, we're not seeing that. But what do you guys think? What do you think about the Star Wars hotel? What do you think about this controversy? Of course there's controversy. <laughs> um let us know in the comments down below or reach out to me on social media. So, let's talk about our boy Han Solo. Now, this is a rumor, and it's uh, it's a very interesting rumor, that Harrison Ford is actually returning to Star Wars soon. I know what you're thinking. What? 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 Harrison Ford? The dude's 80 years old. Is he 80 years old? Hey, Google. How old is Harrison Ford? Harrison Ford is 79 years old. 79. I was one year off. Okay, so the dude's 79 years old. He's doing Nana Jones 5. And he's now reportedly coming back to Star Wars. So here is what this um, article had to say about this. So, again, this is coming to us from Giant Freaking Robot, who I, you know, I don't put any credence to, but apparently they've been right in the past and they have connections to people on these projects. And they have said that he will return as Han Solo and has actually already filmed a scene or two for an upcoming project coming within the next year and it is also rumored that this could be for either the book of boba fett or the mandalorian season three and that is what their sources are telling them now we do know that he's obviously alive in that time period but he is way older than he would be in that time period and this ties in with the recent hiring of shamook the youtuber deepfake artist who was hired by lucasfilm after showing his chops doing Harrison Ford, de-aged. So it was also confirmed by Giant Freaking Robot that they will be de-aging him and making him look younger. So this is very interesting. Obviously, we had the solo Star Wars story come out in 2018, and it was not received well. (laughs) It performed poorly. Well, it didn't perform poorly, but... In comparison to the other Star Wars films that have come out in the past seven to eight years, it performed poorly. And the fact is, no one really wanted to see... Well, some people did, but the general amount of people did not want to see a Han Solo that was not Harrison Ford after Harrison Ford had just been in a Star Wars movie. You see what I'm, you see what I'm getting at here? It was too soon. It was too soon, and no one was really asking for it. But it was it was actually something that was in development before Disney bought Lucasfilm, surprisingly. And um, but yeah, there's that. Now Han Solo is a beloved character, obviously, of this show. Han talks first, and me being Han, obviously, um, would we want to see him come back? What purpose would that serve, other than a cheap cameo, or you know, a, him walking in the background and being some nostalgia take on? on an episode of Boba Fett or Mandalorian. It's, it's tricky. It's very tricky. I mean, all of us would love to see Harrison Ford come back. I mean, we love all the original characters in star Wars. You know, it's fun to see them appear, but 
when we're getting a show like the book of boba fett we got to focus on boba fett right we don't want anything to take away from our boy tamara morrison and i think throwing harrison ford in there would just be kind of eh, be kind of eh, you know it'd be different i don't think it would work now these people are reporting that he has already filmed something coinciding with his sh- the shooting of Indiana Jones 5, and they did it secretly. That's why not many people know about it. It could happen. I mean, look, it did, we did it with Mark Hamill. You know, he showed up in Mandalorian Season 2, and people freaking loved it, and it worked. It worked really well. And there's other examples I can give, but I don't want to spoil things that are already out in the universe right now that people haven't seen, so I'll mention it later. But look, if it's going to happen, I'll look forward to it. It's not necessary. But Harrison Ford is a cool actor. He's a cool guy. I enjoy seeing him. And if it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have the title of this podcast, Han Talks First. So let me know what you guys think. This is very interesting. You know, Harrison Ford could be coming back to Star Wars. Who knows? It may even be just for like a like a promotional video. It may not even be for an actual project. It could be just, you know, for like a ride at Disney or something like that. But we'll have to wait and see. And um, that that is all the topics I have for today, everybody. That that's it that's all the news we went for about 45 minutes here and uh i talked about everything i wanted to no main topics today about star wars philosophy or anything like that but we'll go back into that don't worry and um of course next week next week on the 29th is book of boba fett i cannot wait guys i know you can't wait look for my reaction video coming a little bit later and uh thanks to everyone who joined us live watching this and to all of you who are on the audio platforms as well be sure to remember to subscribe okay don't want to miss anything what are you doing why aren't you what are you doing what subscribe it's it's right there you you i know you you'll miss me when i'm gone just subscribe and you won't you don't have to wait you know you'll get notified and stuff it's pretty great and also like this video on youtube (laughs) um liking the video helps and share it with your friends you know get people involved and again today in about two hours at 2.30 p.m. Pacific time, me and a panel of guests, me and a panel of Spider fans will be doing the Spider-Man No Way Home spoiler review. So if you've seen the movie and you want to talk about it and you want to hear my thoughts and engage with us, come by to the YouTube channel at 2.30 and hear our thoughts or wait and it'll be on the podcast a little bit later. But I loved Spider-Man No Way Home. For those of you that don't know, Spider-Man is my favorite superhero of all time. I love Spider-Man. It's ever since I was a kid and I saw the original Spider-Man in theaters. He's always been my favorite character. And No Way Home is great. So we're going to talk about the spoilers later. And again, guys, that is the show for today. I hope you had fun. I hope you had a great start to your Sunday. And I hope you have a great re- week as well. Don't forget to hit me up on social media. Everything is at Han Talks First. And I always reply to comments. I reply to every single one of them, even if they're negative. Damn it. Even if they're negative. So again, guys, have a good rest of your day. And somehow, some way, somewhere this week, may the force be with you. So who talks first? You talk first. I talk first.